Welcome back. It's another episode of It's All About Perspective. I am, of course, your host, Robert Hinchliffe. Sometimes in life, you get people sent to you that just help you out. And today, my guest is one of those people. I've been blessed to have many people in my life but that, like that, but she has been so wonderful helping Tyrone Thompson become who they are. So Angie Brown, thank you for being here today. Yes, thank you so much for having me. This is exciting. How was that introduction? <laughs> Great. I, I want to meet the person you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, right. You know you do tons for the school. I mean, I do, but it's just what I do, so. Okay, so leading into that, like, okay, so um, many people may not know, although they should. Last year, you were nominated to be Specialist of the Year in Clark County. And you told Dr. Jara something when he gave you your award about work. What did you say? I told him that it was hard to accept that award because when I come to work, it doesn't feel like work. Um, I just love what I do. I love the people I get to work with. I love um, the events that we get to plan. I love what we do for kids. And so for me, I think when people think of going to work, it's like that dreadful feeling. But for me, I just... I love waking up and going there and getting to be a part of all the fun stuff that we do at Thompson. So it just honestly doesn't feel like work for me. Well, I, I mean, I appreciate that about you, of course. And I wish everybody felt like that, but why do you, I mean, why do you feel that way though? I mean, have you always felt that way? Like, did you feel that way at your last school? You don't have to say what it was, but I mean, have you all, you're just a positive person. You're positive 98% of the time, if not 99. So you know, is it just Thompson or is it just the way you are? Um, you know, part of it a little bit, it kind of goes back. I always knew I wanted to be a teacher. Um, but then my mom kind of skewed me onto a different path when I was a teenager. And she was like, you know, teachers don't make a lot of money. Try to find something to do that's going to make you more money. So like any teenager, I listened to my mom and I tried marketing. Wait, wait, wait. Not every teenager listens to her mom. <laughs> well, I was a good teenager, though. I was, you're, I was. You're I was the good kid. Teenager. That's right. That's right. Um, so I tried different things and I just honestly kept coming back to teaching. And for me, I just had that moment where I was like, I'd rather wake up and be happy going to work every day and doing what I want to do that makes me happy than be able to say that I'm at a job where I might not be as happy, but have a lot of money. So I went into teaching and even at my previous school, I loved what I did. I just, I love working with kids. I love being able to be silly and happy and um, I, I taught primary grades. That's where my experience is in because those kids will compliment you all day long. You could be having a rough day and they just always know what to say and they're just authentic. So that's always made me happy. Um, I was at my previous school for 11 years and I think after a while you kind of get an itch for something new and something different and boy was Thompson new and different. <laughs> um, so I think it's just, I felt joy, but I feel like a different kind of joy at Thompson. I just feel like it's a whole different kind of energy. It's a different type of, um, how do I word it? Well, I mean, we talk about it's an experience. Experiences. Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's just experiences that I'd never been exposed to in my career. Um, and I think that that's just what makes it fun because it's new. And even now, I mean, I'm three years into this and it's still, it's not like, the honeymoon phase is over. Okay. Now it feels like work. Like it's, 
we're constantly, you know, all right, what are we going to do that's bigger and better? How are we going to top this? And so um, it's just honestly the people that I get to work with and where I get to be that I just feel makes me positive and happy to do what I do. Why do you believe in Clark County or at Thompson or anywhere? Do you believe it's just who you are or why are so many educators, I don't know if miserable is the right word, uh, struggling? Is it just, I mean, again, is it just how you wake up and like you, you text me or you'll be like, you know, we get to go to work today. That's who you are. So why do you feel like so many educators don't feel like they get to go to work today? They have to go to work today. Uh, honestly, it comes down to your environment, I think, and where you work and how supported you feel and how invested your admin or your leaders are into you. Um, and that's a big thing. And at Thompson, I think that you and Shauna do a great job of taking care of your staff. And I mean, our lounge is top notch. We're constantly doing things for teachers to help them know like, hey, you know, the district might not be treating you well right now, but here are ways that you know, we can't control what they do, but these are the ways that we can make you feel appreciated. And so I honestly think that your leadership team can make or break your experience at a school and in any workplace, honestly. Yeah, I mean, that's probably true. We are always thinking, and I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing because we just sit and think stuff up, but, you know, we're always trying to think of something. But even then, I don't know if we can make, well, I always say the quickest way to fail is to try to make everybody happy. Yep. But we try. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we try. I, I don't understand. I think you're like me. I don't understand how some people can't be happy. There's things. There's always days. Um, but goodness gracious, how? I don't know. It's just a struggle. I, one thing that I always try to do, it's, it's in those days where I'm having a bad day. Like I try to combat negative bad days with something good, like doing something good for somebody else. Because there's never been a time that I've done something out of my way for somebody that I've regretted afterwards. And so that feeling just kind of becomes contagious. And so I know for me, that's my go-to. Like if I'm having a bad day or a bad moment, then you know what, and go write a sticky note for somebody and put it on their desk because you never know when somebody needs it or if it's going to help somebody. Um, But honestly, I do those things because it helps me more than it helps them. And so if it helps them at the same time, then it's a win-win. Well, I mean, that's kind of why you miss. There's a lot of reasons, but one of the reasons that I wanted you to be read by grade three is because you just sprinkle confetti everywhere. And I think that's important for a lot of educators. They need that person who can just go talk to them and they need that person who's going to write them a sticky note mm-hmm. or, you know, you're the person that puts the elves in every window or you just do random stuff. Um, and so I think that's important for, I think a strategist has to be someone that can kind of do all the things, but is very approachable and will work hard to help the teachers. Have you found that to be uh, valuable as the strategist? Oh, 100%. My, I still remember when it was so random how it came about that I was going to be the strategist. I think you had offered me a position in fourth grade and I was like, well, I'd rather be a strategist at this point. And then you were like, hmm, well that is actually a possibility right now. And so it just got wheels turning. But I just remember one of the first thoughts I had when we had that conversation was, I want to be for people what I wish I had in the classroom. As a classroom teacher, like there are so many times where you just, 
you have a question to ask, but you don't feel comfortable or you have a behavior issue with the kid and it might not be as severe as having to call the admin in, but maybe you just need that one person to get an idea from, or you just need a new strategy for something that's not working. And I feel like, you know, nobody wants to fail. Nobody wants to show weaknesses with things. Um, And so I just saw the strategist position as my way of trying to be for people what I always knew I needed when I was teaching. You're not wrong. Like I've had strategists before that were unapproachable or I inherited, I, I should say, um, unapproachable or just me or could not see a different perspective on how to do things. And you, I think you agree with that, but I'm not sure how many people out there that listen to this would agree that their strategists are like you, are approachable are basically therapists or counselors mm-hmm. or resource people that get resources. I don't understand that. I don't know if you want to talk about that, but I, I think sometimes your eyes are opened at meetings that you have with other people who are strategists. Yes. So the process of becoming a read by grade three strategist is it's tough. It was, I mean, it was a rigorous, there were so many different things I had to submit. I had to do like a live lesson presentation. So you have to jump through some hoops to, to become a read by grade three strategist. And there are times, and again, we all show up and do the best that we can. We all obviously, you know, nobody comes to work to, to suck and not do well. Um, but man, sometimes you sit in rooms with people and you just wonder like, you know, what experiences have you had that have led you to be the way that you are or, you know, and we're all lifelong learners. Like I go to trainings and I try to have an open mind, like, you know, just because I've been doing it this way, doesn't mean that this is the right way. Or in fact, like in my position now, I learn just as much from helping teachers as they learn when they come asking me for help. So, you know, sometimes when I sit in these meetings, I just think like, you know, it's just one of those feelings you get when you just look around the room and you just realize like, how so many different people come from so many different experiences. Um, and I think that you're just doing what Andy does. You're just being positive about people. Well, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's a challenge because, you know, like you don't want to be mean, you don't want to put people down, but you know, like deep down, there's also that reality of like, wow, how did we both get through well, the process? I was just thinking, I mean, through the process is a good point. I was just thinking that maybe their strategist because the, principal had to get them out of the classroom and had nowhere else to put them. True. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you don't know what they're coming from, you know, like some of these people. And again, when you sit in a training and you're very limited on what you know, like you said, you have no idea if the principal pushed them there. You have no idea if they were there against their own will or if this is legitimately what they wanted, you know, but I do think it takes a certain personality to be a strategist because again, you're kind of the go-to person for your school and So if you're going to have a lot of staff that have to depend on you, you have to be somebody that's approachable and personable and, you know, willing to help at any given time. And, you know, and we all have our days, obviously, you've had moments um, where it's not always that way. But, you know, I try to just keep it in the forefront of my mind that my job is to support. And so I just do the best I can with that. So I don't know if you'll, I don't know if you'll be uh, detail oriented on this answer or not, but what is, I ask this all the time, but now that you're out of the classroom and you have a picture, a top down big picture view of the school, 
and how everything works. First thought, what do you think was the biggest eye opener once you once you started to be that person? Oh man, you know, it's funny because I had this moment where I did like the agreement thumbs with Maddie when she was on your show um a couple of weeks ago and you asked her a question like this when she was a cuz she was a specialist and she's back in the classroom now and it goes back to like wow, why do you do that that way? You know, or why 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 are you choosing this route? Or is this the easiest way you think you can get this done? Or do you think that this is efficient? Like it's, it's just eye-opening to see. Um, and that's in both good and bad ways. You know, like, like I said, I'm a lifelong learner. I love going into classrooms and seeing how teachers do things. Cause I think when you're a teacher, you're just so in your own little box, you just do what you think is best for kids. You just do what you think is right. Um, and you don't know what the teacher next door to you is, is doing to teach the exact same lesson. You don't know what it looks like down the hallway from you. Um, that's why I think there's so much power in like our classroom walkthroughs. And I think that our teachers love doing those because you get to actually see and get ideas from other people. Um, and so I think for me, that was really kind of eye-opening, like I said, in both the positive and the negative in ways. But again, my job is to just come along and support. And some of these people whose, you know, classrooms I've seen doing something that I might not agree with or something I might not do ends up working out for them. And so it's just one of those moments where it's like, again, you know, I'm also reflective enough to know just because I wouldn't do it this way doesn't mean it's not working or it doesn't work. At what point in time, <laughs> what point in time did you... I think I, I've asked people this before too. And uh, Christy, my wife gets mad at me because she says I ask the same questions of everybody. But again, it's a different perspective or potentially one. At what point in time did you think that I am a little bit different <laughs> or a little bit crazy or I don't know. I don't know what the right word is, but I think I asked Shauna that. Um, like, is there anything that sticks out in your mind where you're like, I, I remember that. like, And I was like, wow. So here's the thing. When I left my previous school, I wasn't, it wasn't like a do or die I had to get out. It was my youngest just finished fifth grade. It was just kind of like the end of the Brown chapter at the school I was at. And so I was like, you know, he's going to middle school. I want to go somewhere, but I wanted to be selective in where I went. It wasn't like a, just get me out of here. I'll go anywhere. Um, and when I started at my school, my school was brand new and I went there because I heard good things about the principal. And to me, I just feel like if you are specifically chosen to be the principal of a brand new elementary school, you have some kind of innovative ideas. <laughs> You've got some something that is wowing this panel of people that they chose you. Or I just had three really good interviews, maybe. Well, right. I mean, that could have been it too, but you know, and there were a couple of teachers from my previous school that are at our school now that went before me. Cause I came during Thompson's second year. Um, and you know, it was after I had conversations with them and they told me all about the house system and they told me all about, um, you know, the way that you take care of your teachers. And I followed your social media, um, the school social media. And I saw all the fun things you guys were doing and the fun videos and, the logo was really cute. And so I was like, this is. <laughs> that was the designing factor. <laughs> it was exactly. I the logo and I was sold. Um, Sarah did a great job. Um, but honestly, like, again, that's just in the forefront of my mind. Like, I didn't know you, 
I didn't know anything about you. I just knew this is a school, a brand new elementary school that's opening up five minutes from my house. And it just, the timing of it just felt right. And again, I think that being here now three years and being a part of all these crazy cool projects and ideas you have has just shown me that they picked the right person for the job. So that's debatable. That's debatable. <laughs> you never know. I mean, again, it depends on who you ask and when. Um, but, you know, I guess, like I said at the beginning, like some people are just put there to be a part of it. And that's just, I think, you know, you just were meant to be. Mm-hmm. I like, I look at the staff and I try to think, okay, where can we maximize people's talent? Mm-hmm. And, you know, like that's why you're where you're at or Shauna's where she's at or people are in certain grade levels. You're trying to get the most out of people. And, you know, for me, it was, it was like, okay, like this is a person that just does all these things. She can't just stay in second grade. And that's why like, I was like, okay, let's go to fourth grade, more mm-hmm. kids, more pressure, all that stuff. And then everything just worked out, but you would have been great in fourth grade too. You don't <laughs> know how to, you, I mean, you, you do that, but you don't know how to be bad. I don't think, I don't think you know how to, I don't think you know how to suck. So to speak. I well, I mean, I don't know. Intermediate, like I said, primary has my heart. And even like sitting through intermediate meetings, sometimes I'm like, oh man, like that's, that's, that's some like real deal stuff. Like I can't make a song and dance to, you know, theme and some of the topics that they have to teach. I don't think the kids will think it's cute if I start like singing and dancing like I could in a primary grade. Maybe, maybe. But, well, I mean, like, so moving into that last week, we did Rock Your School Day. And <laughs> it was amazing. If you haven't seen it, go on go on Angie's Facebook page. If you're private, probably never mind. Go on Thompson's page and check it out. It was it was amazing. Um, it was all about Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, and then of course everybody does does their things. Comment on Rock Your School Day, but then also I want to talk about why do we think other schools don't do this, and if they do it how many of them do it really well, or it's just like a few. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, again, I, I think it just comes down to your leadership and your admin team and the people that you have. And I think for you, I know we've talked about this a lot. Like your interviews are pretty consistent with people. Like you lay out on the line exactly what they're coming here for. Like you're not just coming to teach kids, reading, writing, math, science, you are coming to be a part of a community. You are coming to build these relationships. You're going to be in a house. You are going to have kids from all over the school that are a part of your house. You're going to be part of these big, crazy events. Um, And you do a really good job of just being explicit and laying that out for people. And so I think that obviously that helps for people to know what they're getting into. And I just, I mean, I don't know if it's a case of, other principals just don't know what they don't know. Like they haven't tried something like this. So they don't know what the result of it would be. I don't know that other people have as crazy big of ideas as we have. Like, I think it's just, you know, there's you with your ideas and then you add Shauna in with her connections and all of her crazy, you know, bigger is better. Let's go. And then you add me in and I just, I try to keep it real, but then you guys pull me into all these big things and then we see them executed and they work. And so. But I mean, even then though, like you said, I mean, once, you know, 
again, you and Shauna are everybody's my people for the most part, Thompson, but you two are my people because I come in with an idea and rarely do you say no. Usually, I mean, every now and then Shauna will be like, yeah, with no enthusiasm, but it's, it's, I think it's because you see the overall vision of being an experience. Right. And so then you and Shauna will take it to a whole new level or, I guess my question is, why do you think that people don't do things like this? Like Rocker School Day is fairly nationally known. Um, why do people not take these on? Why are they not willing to change the environment for kids for one day? Um, for me, I just think, I mean, I'll be the first to say there's a lot of time and prep work that has to go into something like Rocker School Day. And I think in today's day and age with all these new programs and things we have going on, not to say that people don't prioritize experiences for kids, but I just think not everybody sees the value in transforming and doing all these things for just one day. Um, I think there's just a lot of work that has to go into it. And so maybe the ROI on it isn't as high, um, you know, and it takes money. And I think it also, you also have to have the right people on your staff to make it successful. Like it's not enough for us to just do Willy Wonka and then the teachers in the classrooms don't do anything at all. Um, it has to be, I think it, you have to have your whole staff bought into it for it to be successful. Yeah. I mean, like we've, we have, um, we have improved year by year by year. I think because the first year people were like, you know, when you're putting a school together the year before you got there, I mean, it was COVID. I was still, it was still sunny Bono, but it was weird. Um, but then like the first year there when I was KISS on the roof, like I think that's where people really saw like the full, the mm-hmm. full thing. And then they bought into it. And then last year when we were the national um, model school for Rocky School Day, they kind of had to because it was a big deal. And then they really saw what it's about. So then this year, pretty much everybody was bought in. And that made a huge difference. You have to start slow, but um, – I just wish people knew that the money and the time and the effort that you put into Rock Your School Day and transforming your environment is worth way more than any program you could buy or implement or mandate. And I don't, I don't understand. I guess maybe it's a control thing, um, or they think it's non-academic. True, and I mean the non-academic part, you know we walked around so many classrooms on Friday and there were so many teachers that had great activities taking place in their classroom. And I think for these kids, like, you know, they're just so pumped to walk through the doors and they see Willy Wonka and each of our hallways were themed differently. And then within those hallways, the classrooms were themed differently. And so when these teachers put these fun activities together, I don't even think the kids realize that they're learning that like what they're learning are actual standards and skills. Like I think to them, they're just like, oh, this is great. You know, there was a kindergarten class we walked into and our kindergarten team did all of um, Super Mario. And the one classroom that I remember walking into, the teacher had them stomping on Goombas and they were just paper plates, but then she would, you know, stop the music and they would have to pick up their plate and they'd have to tell her what number it was. And there were 10 frames and there were base 10 blocks and there were digits and And kids are just shouting numbers out. And again, like in their head, we're stomping Goombas. We're in Super Mario land. This is the best day ever. And for that teacher, she's, you know, like, check, check. This is this standard. This is this standard. And, you know, it's just about 
creating activities that are meaningful for kids, but, you know, also rigorous at the same time. Yeah. I mean, it takes, it takes work for sure. Um, but again, there's so much ROI on it. You know, we're out in front every day of the school. We didn't hear one horn that, you know, Friday morning, the parents were completely okay with traffic taking forever because they saw that the, the effort we put into making school fun. And then the ROI on our side is that the parents see all of the great things that we're doing and they value that. They, they value when their kids um, come home and they say, I love school. Today was the best day ever. There's so much more to it that I think that people just don't see. Absolutely. And I think if you were to take, you know, a handful of our Thompson kids in years from now and just ask them, like, think back on your elementary school experience and what stands out to you? Like, what is something that you remember? I guarantee that they would definitely name Rock Your School Day, one of the Rock Your School Days that they've experienced at school, at least one moment from it, one person from it, one experience from it, because I mean, it just, like you said, it just tops any curriculum or any, you know, hundred percent, you know, like we, I mean, I was blessed. You taught Cayman and her family to coming to Thompson. It came as my favorite memory or one of my favorites. Cause like last year, she, once she saw the Elvis signs as they were pulling up to the school, she was telling her mom, mom, they did it again. And then this year I'm like, Cayman, did you know? And she's like, no, but when you saw the lollipops, she goes, yeah, then I knew you did it again. <laughs> and it's like, you know, I mean, those are the those are the things that make school. I don't remember learning four plus four. I'm sure you don't. No. But I remember certain things. And I don't understand why we get, we educators get stuck in this, this uh, universe of we have to make school just procedural, boring. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, some teachers have no desire to not be boring. That's all they know. Right. Well, and I think that's what also just drew me to Thompson. I loved your motto of we are going to be the model of what a public school can and should be. And I mean, even this weekend, I shared the one video that you took. It was the the reel that just kind of panned the front of the school and the main hallway. And that was it. I mean, you know, these people didn't even see all the other stuff that we did. And I had, I think, like 60 some comments on my own personal Facebook page of people like, wow, this is amazing. I can't believe what you guys do for kids. And, you know, somebody put like this, you guys are great. This is a person who doesn't even know what our motto is, but you guys are the most amazing role models for other schools and other teachers. And it's just one of those feelings I know when I was showing, um, I was showing Adam the videos from Rock Your School Day, all the little clips I had on the TV the other day. And Aiden, my youngest son, was in the kitchen and he's just watching these and he's like, wow, why couldn't I go to a school like that? Why didn't our school do fun things like that? And, you know, I mean, you just you do what you think is best. But I mean, nobody does it like Thompson does. That's all I can say. Well, I mean, again, second sucks. I mean, there's <laughs> but again, I think it's just a mindset. Uh, you know, people would say, oh, well, you got to pick your staff at Thompson when you open it. Kind of. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were online. It was like this, where we're just talking basically at a Google Meet, kind of. I couldn't go watch anybody teach, and you can you can tell them all day long about what we're doing, right. but until you get there and you see it, mm-hmm. uh, and then now, I mean, there's 23 of the original people left because once they get into it, they're like, I want nothing to do with this. I also think we have a hard time recruiting teachers, believe it or not, 
even though we're in, uh, you know, we're a melting pot in the suburbs because they see all the social media posts, which you do, which is amazing. Uh, and they think, I don't want to get involved in that. That's too much work. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a good point too. And that's okay. You know, like it's better to have, there's a, a school and a place for everybody that wants to be in education. I mean, if you don't want to work with kids and do what's best for kids, and obviously you probably shouldn't be in education, but you know, there are plenty of schools out there too, that are, again, they do what they think is best for kids in their own way. And, and if what we do at Thompson isn't your jam, then, you know, good luck wherever else you want to be. But I mean, as far as what we do, I don't know that it can be topped. Well, I, well, I mean, that's, that's the goal, right? I mean, well, right. Right. I mean, yeah, I'm sure it can be, I mean, we're going to do it next year somehow and make it better. Um, but I really think, I don't know what the mindset is of why you, you know, I try to set up this place where people would want to be mm-hmm. and it, it kind of makes, makes, I mean, if you don't want to be there and be a part of it, that's great. Don't apply because it's a lot of work. I mean, it's hard. Uh, and, and the teachers, God love them. They put up with me and I do the best to take care of them, but things like rock your school or houses, or, you know, we have house parent day on Wednesday. Um, there's a lot going on. Like there's, I tell people in interview, like your calendar is not normal. There's always something going on. And I don't think a lot of, a lot of teachers like that. I think they want routines, procedures, or they want to do what they want to do, which we come up against as well. Yeah. And I think that you do a good job of laying all of that out during the interview. Like, you know, you let them know ahead of time, like you have to be a team player. You have to be all in because that's just what we do here. This is how this is. This is how this works. This is how this happens. And if you're in great, if you're not, then good luck to you. And yeah, no hard feelings. Like, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's it's not for everyone. So it just, you know, yeah, we do all this stuff, but now our mindset is how are we going to beat this year? Got any ideas? That is a great question. What are we um, going to do? I know. Well, so my neighbor who actually gave us the inspiration for Willy Wonka, um, he goes like big and all out with the way he decorates for Halloween. So um, I was just on a walk this morning and I saw he worked on whatever it is that his theme is going to be this year. Um, he added some more stuff to the front of his house. So I'm excited to see what he's going to do. So maybe that'll inspire us. Yeah, we'll just steal that. We have the problem now. Uh, well, we've created this problem. So when I was when I was Kiss on the roof, I had the Kiss sign. And then last year with Elvis, we had the Welcome to Las Vegas sign. And now this year, we essentially had all this stuff out front. So we have to find a way to expand out front again. Right. And next year, of course, Cayman's in fifth grade. So we got to make sure we've got something by the street. And they're off. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do, but we'll figure yeah. it out. We'll figure well, it out. And it also has to be something that's an experience for kids. Like it's right. not, you know, like with Kiss and Vegas, it was great. But a lot of it was, you know, the decor was cool and all of us in costume was cool. But I I feel what made Wonka so fun was that not only were we in character, but we had experiences for kids. So like, you know, pushing around the candy cart and yes, all the kids right. getting candy and, and trying the to figure out tickets. the golden ticket. Yes. And then having the golden ticket drawing for teachers after school. Like I think the experience yeah. of it is what made it really over the top 
for we me. We got our work cut out for us next year. We do. Yep. Luckily, we have time. Okay. So moving ahead, moving forward. Um, well, I want to ask you a question. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna okay. flip the script a little bit here. Do it. I'm sure. I'm sure the listeners will be glad to have someone <laughs> ask me the questions for once. Yes. Okay. Oh so boy. My- now I'm nervous. Like. I might, we might lose all our listeners with these answers. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So I know that you've been, this is your what? 20, 20, so my 24th year in the district and it's my 18th as admin. Okay. So you've obviously had several years of experiences at different schools and with staff. So my question is what was the most impactful moment that you've had as a principal? Like what's a moment that sticks out I, to you? I don't know if I have a certain moment, but for me, the most impactful, I love when a plan comes together and the kids get to experience an experience. Okay. I also love when teachers try something new and they say, oh, now I get it. When we came back from COVID, I, this is just the one that popped in my head. We came back from COVID and I was trying to get the houses in your first year at Thompson. And there was a lot going on and we put off the fathead ceremonies and we put off all that stuff. And finally I was like, no, we're doing it. And I had to just push them through. And then once I think most of them were like, oh, now I get it. That is what I think is the most impactful thing for me is when I see the whole school do something that's amazing for kids. Okay. And I do remember that year. I remember there was some pushback um, and it was, that was the year we did fat heads in the hallways. Yes. Yes. And that was hard. It was hard. And I think people were like, you know, people were like, well, we can't do this because of COVID. And like, no, 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 no. We're going to do it. So it's just like, like, again, I get passionate. Like (laughs) you can see me, my hands start moving. Um, But you know, like I can't, I think when you get a new school, like I remember, you know, like the the night I found out that I was going to open Thompson and you have all these visions of everything and then COVID hits and you come back and it's just a weird world. But I felt in many ways when we came back, the first year didn't count. And then it's like, okay, now I'm a year behind. Mm-hmm. And so I had to be the guy that like pushed people. Like I call it like I'm holding you out over the cliff. How far can I hold you until I got to pull you back? Mm-hmm. And houses was one of those things because people didn't do them at their last school. And if they did them, they certainly didn't do them like we did. And I think you went on one of the first field trips for the house winners when you guys walked to the park. Yeah. Because that's all we could really do. And it was like, again, it was just teachers inherently, I mean this in the nicest way, but we have to push you out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And that's my job. I always say my job is to get you to think. And sometimes that thinking is hard on you as mm-hmm. teachers, but I have a reason for it. Like I have a reason for everything, for all the madness. But when I can get you to think and I can get the whole group to say, oh, now I get it. And it comes together. There's nothing better for me. Yeah. And that's true. And I watched that whole thing happen. And there are times where I think I'm only going to speak for myself where I doubt you. The one, the one that comes to mind is rock your school day and you wanted to build this chocolate water fountain. And I think <laughs> to myself, there is no way 
we're going to have running water. And you started telling the story about a siphon pump and your dad, <laughs> dad. growing up. And I was like, this guy thinks that gravity is going to carry this water up this thing and rotate it and spin it. So, but you know, you and Shauna are really good at like, nope, we're going to make it happen. We're going to make it happen. And I stood back. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to tell you right now. I did throw some fairy lights, twinkling fairy lights into the order as backup just in case it didn't work. Um, no faith. No faith. <laughs> it was just, uh, so it's, I know exactly what you mean. Like you have this vision and you just are going to stop it, nothing to execute it. And it's cool because then when you're on the other end of it, like if you were one of the people that doubted or pushed back a little bit, you see the effects and you can't help but say like, yeah. okay, yeah. like today i mean you did a great job people will see it um you made a, a video of rock your school day and today is staff development day we played that first and it was fun for me to get to watch all the people see what happens out front mm-hmm. because they don't get to see that they're busy in their room they're in the courtyard actually um so again that was another moment where i could see them like aha and yeah. there's there's just nothing better when you see the school as a whole doing things for kids and the teachers just getting it. Like, oh, yeah. it's just nothing better. Yeah. Well, I will disagree. I think the better part of it is being a part of that whole process. Cause I, that's the part I love the most. Well, is- yeah. I mean, but you know, like one of the sayings, I mean, I got so many sayings, but like, a lot of people want to be a part of the end result, not the part of the process. Yep. This and is that's, that's just not possible. I don't think at Thompson, you, I mean, people try to find ways to cut corners. If you're out there listening, you know, you do. But, you know, it's a process. It's a team game. So, yep, for sure. Um, okay. If you weren't a principal, what other job do you see yourself doing? Like, what else would you want to do? Now, so What's in education, like in education. So, now, I mean, you know, because you're, again, you're, you're the editor and, and help me with everything. You know, with Brad Johnson and I doing the book, when we met him, I said, man, you have the life. You get to fly around, drop some nuggets of wisdom on staff, and then go home. Uh, that would be that would be cool. I would love to like wake up, fly to somewhere, do a presentation, inspire some people, take some pictures, sign some books, and then uh, then head home and see the kids. That would be number one. Uh, educationally, back when I was young. I either wanted to do, I always wanted to be a principal. That was number one. Uh, but I thought about being a shoulder surgeon or a dentist. Wait, okay. I need to hear more about this. a shoulder <laughs> surgeon. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause I played football and baseball and my shoulders. Okay. Was, it's shot now. And so I thought, well, I'm, I'm too short to play. So I, well, maybe I'll be like a surgeon. I thought that could be cool wow. uh, or a dentist, but I chose the right one. I was just, I'm doing what I was meant to do. Interesting. I never knew that about a shoulder surgeon or a dentist. Those are like different paths than I would have thought. Well, it was too much school also. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, Okay. My last question. How how do you think of these questions? Like, Well, because they're they're just things I just wonder. Is it just stuff you think of when you listen to the podcast? Um, Sometimes, yes. Yeah. Like sometimes I just wonder these things, but we're always just so busy that I don't have time to ask you like, Hey, what would you be doing if you weren't doing this? Um, Okay. So I love, I love listening to podcasts or reading books and learning about the people 
who wrote them, like connecting with people. Like there's just something about personal connection. So for you, I know that you're a dad and you have five girls. And I remember when I first learned that, I was like, oh my gosh, that is a lot of girls. I only have two boys and I'm the only girl in my family. And I don't know that we could handle another female in here. And you have five girls and your wife and you run a school with primarily women and other kids. So how does being a dad of five girls help you in your job as a principal of a school? I don't know. My first thought was being a principal helps me with the girls. Ooh, okay. Uh, because I've been, um, been a part of so many kids' lives at school and I've learned to um, I know work with so many different types of kids that I think that's helped me be a dad. Now, um, it doesn't mean I've done a great job. There's certainly times you mess up. Uh, and I think too, it, I mean, it all depends on perspective, of course, you know, there's when you're, when you're co-parenting or when you have, you know, you know, like where Christie's approach is different than mine. Um, that's, that's a challenge, but I think, School has helped me be a dad more than being a dad has helped me at school. Although, although I think when parents, when parents come in mad, I always tell them like, and they say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm like, no, you're just advocating for your kid. Uh And that's all they're doing. They might be completely misinformed, but what they're saying they think is the right thing for their kid. Uh And being a dad, I understand that. It's not to say that the people who aren't parents yet or aren't parents don't get it. But honestly, you don't get it. And I mean that in the nicest way, mm-hmm. the complete nicest way. You know, when you're a parent, hopefully you will do anything for your kid. And if that means going to the school and yelling at the principal because you think you're right, again, you're advocating for your kid. So I see both sides. Um, and I think, you know, I'm not perfect by any stretch. The girls will definitely tell you that. Um, but I think both have helped me to do both, if that makes sense. No, and I agree. I remember having like challenging students and there's those days where it's just, you know, like they push and they push and they push. And I always try to keep at the forefront of my mind, like Angie, this child is somebody's entire world Mm -hmm. and put like picture your kid's face in theirs. How would you want them treated right now? How would you want somebody to speak to them? How would, how would you want your kid to feel when somebody is speaking to them? And I feel like that oftentimes, you know, snaps me back to, okay, you know, I've got to have a little bit of grace. I've got to, you know, maybe just step away, have the kid go. But it's, I feel, um, I can relate to what you're saying that being a teacher helps me be a better parent. And I can say that because I started teaching when my kids were, I mean, Aiden was, six months old when I took my first teaching job and AJ was two. And I just, sometimes I look back now and I wish I had a do over. Like I wish I could have more teaching experience before I had my kids. Cause I think I would have been a better, more patient toddler mom. Um, it was just hard to be a, a new teacher and a new mom all at the same time. But I think you can make that argument for anything. People, I, I struggle with people who say, I don't have any regrets in life. I don't believe that personally. Because like when I feel bad for the kids that I taught my first or second or third year, Mm -hmm. because I've been blessed to watch you teach or or Tracy or many others. 
and they're so much better than I was as a teacher or you were. And I feel bad genuinely for the poor kids that had to endure me. Now, I mean, I, you know, I know that, again, I didn't have any parents like mad at me. And I know I had relationships with the kids, but I think, you know, like you learn as you go. And if you, if you aren't, um, you know, if you aren't honest and say, I wish I would have done better. And like, Mm -hmm. nobody was great, great their first year. Some people might've been really good, but um, you make an interesting point in looking back and saying, okay, could we be better? Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think, I think overall both have helped me be better at both. I love that. And I Thanks. think it's important. It is. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's a hard job. You know, what's been, I guess you could relate it. Like how has, <laughs> we might have to edit this part out. <laughs> how has working in a school full of mostly women helped me be a husband. Yeah. I or mean- how has a husband, but then, you know, I don't know, like upon reflection, I'm going to get in trouble for this, but <laughs> <laughs> upon reflection, I think you're an Enneagram too. I'm a two. We're feelers. We feel these things. I think you have to look at everybody for who they are and just, mm-hmm. I think it's helped me, help me look at people as different humans. When you treat everybody equally, that's never going to work. What So going back into education, it drives me crazy that the district or so many admin treat everybody equally because they're not. You, you can have equal rules and all that stuff. But when you're trying to say everybody's going to do HMH in this room at this day on this page, it's never going to work. Because every classroom is different. Every teacher is different. And so that's, I think that's what I wish people would learn. I'm going all over the place, but I have learned that you have to treat everybody equally. We always talk about meeting kids at at the area that they're needed, but rarely, rarely do admin or upper admin meet schools or principals or teachers where they're needed. Right. Yeah. That was all over the place. It's okay. I mean, that happens. It does. What do you, I'm going to bring it back to you. What is your biggest joy at school? Oh man. Um, well, there's a lot of things. Like I said, I love that I get to work at Thompson. Um, I just, one of my most favorite things, uh, is 8.40 a.m. every day when we get to go stand outside and we get to greet the kids. And, you know, I have these like certain few kids that I know from lunch duty or so the kids that I taught in second grade are now in fourth grade. And so, you know, when you're in fourth grade, you're sometimes too cool for school and it's not cool to come run and hug your second grade teacher. So I get that. We have like a, you know, a head nod or a a wave that we'll do, but it just makes my day every morning. I have like the same three kids that will no matter what seek me out in a crowd and they'll come and, you know, you get the whole Mrs. Brown and they run and give you a hug. And it's just the best start to the day. And it just kind of all goes back to relationships, just building relationships with kids. And I think that we just do such a good job of that at Thompson where, you know, like our kids, 
it wasn't just in that video of Willy Wonka day of the kids tearing down the gates. Like any given day, you will find kids lined up at the door waiting to get in. And I just think, you know, that's cool because I think the stigma of school is more, you know, parents dragging their kids out of the car. My kid doesn't want to go to school or I can't get them to go or, you know, and so it's just, it's just so refreshing and nice to, to see kids standing at the door eager to go in. Um, I also think we do a great job of raising good humans. So, you know, I know we work on stay warm, acknowledging and saying good morning and, you know, just being respectful in that way. And so I just, I love to see kids being good humans. And when that involves hugs for me, it's always a (laughs) win-win. It's funny. I mean, I, I love seeing the kids in the morning, but probably the most anxiety I get is during drop-off. I just hate it. Yeah. There's so many cars out there. Our setup is terrible because of the way the school is designed. It's all a matter of time until someone honks or someone parks in the through lane. And then I got, I just, but again, I I mean, I have one, one friend, uh, one mom and this little girl have been telling me jokes for two years now every day. So I get that every time I'm out there, but it gives me like the heebie-jeebies. I don't, I don't like drop off at all. Because in the end... It is all about perspective. Yeah, that's right. See, so I go out there excited to see the kids and I look for like the positive good and you go out there with that like dread. You know what? You make a good a good um, point. I, it's all about how I look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I tomorrow morning, not tomorrow morning. Um, well, this yeah. The next time we have traffic duty, I will go out there with a positive mindset and give it a shot. Thank you for that. I appreciate yes. that. Yeah. See, it's all about your perspective it is it is hey so um if you have to go let me know but our theme this year is um live your purpose my purpose one of my uh, there's three so at the beginning of the year we had this this um activity and you'd write down basically three areas that you feel your purpose is um mine is to basically make sure thompson is on the map um educationally, nationally. Um, and I'm trying to do that because I want us to create positive change for kids across the country or the world, however you want to put it. Cause we do some amazing things, not to brag, but like, I mean, we have some amazing people doing amazing things. What is your purpose? That sounds um, so formal. What's your purpose, Angie? That's why. Um, you know, I remember sitting in the lunchroom working and I knew what was coming. I knew the activity we were going to have the first day and I knew the theme, I knew the shirts, I knew the logo, I knew the design, I knew all of it. But it was still one of those things where you just sit and you really have to ask yourself like why am I here? It's not just because I love kids. It's not just because, you know, I work with some really cool people that make me laugh all day long. Um to me it comes down to I hope to be memorable to people in some way, somehow to leave some kind of an impact, whether it's a teacher that says, you know, I was having a bad day and a simple sticky note from Angie just turned it all around or a kid that, you know, can say I failed an AR book quiz, but Mrs. Brown talked to me and she talked me through it and gave me some tips. And then, you know, I, I passed and now I'm in million word club and whatever it might be. I just, I hope to leave a memorable mark on the people that I'm surrounded by. And so that's, 
that shows up in lots of different ways for me, um, you know, because I do all sorts of different things. And maybe it's through, you know, something I post on social media, like it just looks different in different ways. And that's why I kind of stop at nothing to learn new things and try new things, because I just feel like that's all part of my purpose, just to be meaningful and impactful and some way, somewhere, somehow. So let me just take a moment publicly to say that you've made an impact because without you, I honestly don't have, it's all about perspective, the book on Amazon. You, once you found out about that, you would not let me not do it. You know, I mean, that's who you are. You find ways to make people do amazing things and your impact it can't be felt by everybody. Not, I mean, now people know that you are kind enough to edit the podcast or, or things of that nature, but you make an impact and you should know that. And if you don't know that, I don't know how to get it through to you because you do, but, um, but I know I appreciate it. So you're living your purpose. Yeah, I am, you know, and I just, it's just one of those like, I don't wake up in the morning like, okay, I'm going to live my purpose today. I'm going to make an impact. You know, it's just, it's just who I am. Like if there's a need, I'll jump in and do it. If I don't know how to do it, then I'll try to figure it out. And so it's just, I don't know. I just feel like I'm lucky enough that I get to live this purpose every day. And I'm surrounded by people who believe in me and continue to give me tasks that challenge me and keep me learning. So final question, then I'll let you go. Because I, I t- take up enough of your time just with school <laughs> stuff. Um, again, you just, you know, and you know, like going back to it, your impact, think about it. You, you just, you, I basically had no choice. You took on the website, you took on social media. Mm-hmm. For those of you that follow Thompson, this is the lady that makes it happen. Um, so your impact is felt a long way away. So, so take that with you. Um, final question. Okay. Ready. What's next for Angie Brown? Oh, man. You know, that's a good one. Um, if you would have asked me this question five years ago, I would have thought I'd still be at the exact same school I was at in the same classroom, teaching the same thing, maybe using HMH, depending on who was in there, <laughs> whatever. Um, so it's, you know, it's funny. Even coming to Thompson, I had zero aspirations or dreams of doing anything besides being a classroom teacher. And I remember... A conversation we had, um, it was halfway through second grade and you were like, why don't you ever, have you ever thought about a testing grade? And I was like, oh my gosh, no. Um, but you know, the more I thought about it, the more I was like, well, you know, I do love the kids I'm teaching right now. You don't grow when you're comfortable. I know that. Um, and I thought, I mean, why not? Let's try it. Um, so that was my goal for a few weeks. I remember I committed to teaching third grade and then the whole fumble of a strategist conversation came up. And then I thought, let's try to do that. And, you know, there's days where I work on stuff with you and Shauna and I think like, you know, admin would be kind of fun, but then there's days I work with you and Shauna and I'm like, (laughs) I'm so glad I don't do admin (laughs) stuff because, you know, when you guys have parents that you have to call in for different kinds of investigations and looking up cameras and keep these parents separate from these because these kids are in conflict and, you know, there's all sorts of stuff going on. Um, and I get to just, you know, turn off my computer and walk out and go home. Those days, uh, those are the days that I'm like, oh, I don't want admin life. And, and, you know, I go back and forth on it. If I think it would have to be like the right fit 
um, of a position. Like I wouldn't mind being an admin if it was like at Thompson doing what we do. I just don't, if I'm going to be honest, I just don't know that I have a desire yet because I have this growth mindset. I don't have a desire yet to go and take this and like build it on my own somewhere else. So I don't know. I don't know if that's ever going to change. Well, you made a, you, you, so I was going to let you go, but you made a provocative statement there. You said, I don't know if I want to go somewhere else and build this. But that's how you make a huge impact. I mean, so, right. but at the same point in time, so you like in thinking, so hypothetically, I hope that you and Shauna stay in your offices for the rest of my, however many years left, but if Shauna ever wanted to go to a different school and build it, then I would support that, of course. But you, I think you said, I don't want to go somewhere and build it. What scares you about going somewhere else and building it? You've seen it done. You've been a part of it. Yeah. Well, aside from the student loan debt. Um, yeah, fair. That's <laughs> fair. A- yeah, that's a big one. I have a bachelor's degree and two master's degrees that I'm still trying to pay off. Yeah. Um, aside from that, and again, it could just be I don't know what I don't know. You know, like in my head, I just feel like, oh my gosh, running a school. Um, I feel like I'd be great with te- uh, students, obviously. Parents, I don't mind. I think it's managing teachers. I think that that, especially women. I feel like women are very different with other women and women are even different with men. I just feel like teachers are just so unique. And I think that that's the part that scares me. And also because I'm an Enneagram too. And so I'm just weak and I know that I'm strong (laughs) enough to be assertive and, and stick with my guns. And, you know, I think I would just like crumble under any kind of pressure. And obviously that doesn't make for a successfully run school. So I don't think you'd crumble, but I think you'd lay up at night and you would think, Oh, I wish I wouldn't have said that to that person or, Oh, I hope they're sleeping tonight. I hope I didn't hurt their feelings too much. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. That's 100% would be me. Um, But like I said, I mean, I'm saying yet because I just, I don't know, maybe one day I'll wake up and get an itch for, you know, like, let's, let's do this. This is what I was meant to do, but until then, I'm happy just kind of, you know, being able to weave in and out of the desirable situations that take place in school <laughs> and supporting as needed. I mean, you know, like I'll jump in and help wherever. To me, it's not, you know, I'm never defined by like a checkbox of what is in my job responsibilities and what isn't. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Well, I appreciate your time and uh, all you do for Thompson and for kids and and you know, like we have, and we have one follower that the mom from, I think she lives in Chicago. I could be wrong. Um, who like tells the schools in Russia about what we do, but that's largely based off of your social media and what you put out there from Thompson. So you are making an impact. And I know I am extremely grateful. I know everybody at school is grateful. So, and if not, well, that's on them because in the end, It's all about perspective. Thank you, Angie. I appreciate (laughs) it. Thank you. Thank you so much.